a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Let me tell you how we're going to wrap today's program up to two segments left. Uh, in just a moment, we'll be speaking with candidate for Congress, Burgess Owens. But in the final segment of today's pro- program, I'm going to air for you something which transpired on the floor of the United States Senate just moments ago. Uh, I told you earlier today that Uh, There were a number of senators participating in the reading of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s letter from Birmingham jail. They, uh, a number of senators, got together uh, and read that top to bottom. Fascinating exercise, something I've never before uh, seen on the floor of the Senate. And the senators uh, who participated in that reading uh, include Senator Doug Jones, Tim Scott, Sherrod Brown, Tammy Duckworth, John Kennedy, James Langford, and Mitt Romney. If you're if you're dialed in, you know you, you heard the names of some Republicans and Democrats there. Uh, fascinating coming together uh, of those two groups to read this letter. And in the final segment of the program, I'm going to share with you some of the excerpts read by uh, Senator Romney and talk to you a little bit about uh, the significance of that letter, uh, how it came about, and how it has played a role uh, in that movement since then. Anyway, uh, I digress. Back now, paying attention to... Uh, the race for Congress, specifically the race playing out in Utah's 4th Congressional District. Joining me on the line right now is Republican candidate Burgess Owens. Sir, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Good talking with you. Looking forward to this for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let me ask you this very uh, generally. As we uh, are rapidly approaching June 30th, where is your attention being paid uh, or placed right now mostly? We, we continue to um, do as much uh, outreach as we can to get the message out. Uh, my message has been one that uh, I believe that all of a all all of the district, no matter what what side of the aisle we're on, can come 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 around to, which is uh, education, industry, faith, and family. I call the head, heart, hands, and home. Uh, and I think it's important that we we finally start doing that. Uh, you know, we, we're, we're at a time in our, our country we're somewhat divided, and until we understand what we all have in common, which we all love the idea of a uh, of a nation that's educated, one that believes in faith and allows all to to do so to go out and, uh, and, and work and earn our right and earn our, earn our way and to have a legacy of a great family and a family name. Once we get to understand that, then we know that we're together. But at the same time, we also know that there are those who hate those four tenants and they will do everything they can to destroy everything I just mentioned. So once we understand as a country and as a district, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll know what to fight for in terms of values. We want to make sure we, we, uh, we send, to, send to D.C. Education is interesting that you would put at the top of your list there. What is the role of Congress? What specifically would be your role as a congressman in terms of education? First, first of all, a couple of things. We need to bring that back to back home. Uh, I think I think we all understand now that we cannot allow uh, the, the bureaucrats of D.C. to direct the education of our kids here locally. Uh, 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 the family members, moms, dads, and their, and their teachers are the very best way to understand how what our kids need and that the resources they need, and the D.C. needs to allow us to do that. The biggest thing about education, my dad was a college, uh, uh, college professor. He got his Ph.D. at Ohio State back in days when uh, segregation, Jim Crow, was very going very strong. Mm. And he, was a, he loved education. He taught his kids that. What, what I'm most concerned today is that we have, uh, we have an, uh, uh, higher education is actually fighting against our country. 
We send our, our kids there that are bright-eyed, excited about the American way and learning to, to build a future. They come back as anti-American Marxists. We need to change that. Uh, we cannot allow our institutions uh, that, uh, uh, that, that actually provide and present uh, indoctrination of our kids nothing about America. We don't talk about our history. Don't talk about the free market that makes it work. And then you see on the streets uh, young people coming out and really not, not feeling appreciative of, of what we have and who we are. So that needs to change. It's going to be going on way too long. And that's, that's the hidden enemy in my mind. That's going to be at the top of my list is that make sure our kids that come out the next generation um, truly love our country. And we, we, we support those institutions that support our nation. And we, we claw back every single cent of those who don't, who don't want to or go in that direction. We can't provide a good product, which is good kids coming out knowing how to produce and be productive Americans. It's a, a, a good segue into my next question, which is this. Should uh, the people of Utah's 4th Congressional District uh, choose Burgess Owens as their next member of Congress or the next uh, individual to represent them in Congress in the U.S. House, uh, your first order of business? On the, on the theme of education, how, how do you go about righting the wrongs as you've described them legislatively? Very good. And here's, here's where I think we're at a very unique time in our history. Because one in, one individual is uh, is is not able to do a whole lot, but you get a, you get a, a group of patriots, and I see this time. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, District Four is between one and three a must-have by both parties. Uh, Democrats must have it to keep their power. Uh, Republicans must have it to keep our country. I think it's, it's such a unique and, and blessing actually to, to represent the district of all time in the history of our country that's going to be the linchpin for our entire our entire nation where our country goes. And it's going to be that group of 19 and 20 uh, new freshman congressmen that, that's very different than those in the past. These guys, we're not looking to go in there to be professional politicians or to be lobbyists. We want to replicate the president who's shown us how a love of, of, of America looks, what a love of American leadership looks like. If we can replicate that, we can all of a sudden do things that we've never, ever thought about because we, we have the – we have the, the power in our hands to do so, whether it be balancing the budget, uh, education, uh, our health care, or doing something for our education that is so unique because we have in, in place the power of a, of a folks, of a, of, a, of a group of people who care about our country first, not about the political uh, uh, wins that goes right now that's actually in, in Congress. The biggest problem we're having is we, we have too many people in, in control of, of, the, of, the, of the ballots, or, I'm sorry, control of the votes, mm-hmm. that do not put our country first. And therefore, we'll always have this, this roadblock of getting those right types of things in Congress we need to. So what I'm, what I'm hoping that America does across the country is look at this new group as kind of a SEAL team. This group of, of, of Americans that come in there, patriots, that will truly come together as a team and put together policies that will not only give us a House, give us a, put a little bit more backbone in our Senate, and give us a president that for the first time will not have both hands tied behind his back. So I'm excited about being part of that, and I think this is the time that we can finally get that done with uh, if, if, uh, if our country understands what we're going through and how we come out of it. Yeah, very good. L- let me ask you this uh, real quickly. Uh, term limits, are you pro or against uh, uh, term limits? Absolutely pro. Pro, pro term limits. I, I, I always say, I, 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 I was one of those people who decided I was not going to be a, I always say I was not going to be a politician. One of my biggest things was politicians go there and, uh, and they, they get too comfortable. So they need to come, mm-hmm. go there, do their work, and come back home. So I'm definitely uh, for pro pro-term limits, and we just have to figure out a way to get 
uh, get uh, those folks who don't believe in it to come out when the, like the wrestlers do when we, we put our words out there and make it happen. So I'm definitely pro-term limits. Would you term limit yourself, or would you just move for a blanket term limit uh, stipulation be placed over the full Congress, understanding like the realities of seniority and such like that? Yes, I, I would term limit myself. I, I think the key, though, is, uh, is making sure some kind of way and, 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 and this is the conversation to have with this new, new team of, 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 of congressmen going in. So if you some kind of way that we can be accountable for, for, for the words we put before the we the people. And, again, this is a very unique opportunity for us. We had a miracle in 2016 that none of us thought was coming, but intrinsically in our DNA would do the right thing for the country. This is our second chapter of the miracle. Conversations like this by term limits can finally be had with actions put behind it, with people who really care to keep their word and are truly patriots and not there to be uh, uh, long-term politicians. Burgess Owens, candidate for Utah's 4th Congressional District, a seat in Congress, a member of the House. Uh, sir, thank you for your time. Best of luck to you on the trail, and uh, we may be speaking again here before June 30th. Thank, thank you again. Th- thank you, Lee. And, and Burgess, for Utah, please go there and support and find out, find out what I'm all about. Thank you so much, Lee. I appreciate it, all righty. Uh, you, you know that we are vast, quickly approaching June 30th. That is the deadline to get your mail-in ballot in the, in the mail. Uh, but don't delay. Uh, why don't we get that done today? Sit down at the kitchen table tonight, fill it out, uh, sign it, and get it in the mail, will you? That way you and I together uh, can rock the vote uh, from home with all of us here at KSL News Radio. One final segment to go, and during that segment, we're going to look back uh, at a little bit of history, specifically a letter drafted by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. as he sat in a Birmingham jail. It was read today in its entirety by members of the United States Senate, including Mitt Romney. I'll share with you Romney's portion next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.